I'm here with the Happy Feet Podcast. We've just finished a six-hour race. Cam is now seven hours into nine. nine hours into his run. How are you feeling, Cam? I'm a six. <laughs> six out of sixty or six out of ten? Six, six out of six. Out of ten. <laughs> I think you're doing great. How has it been this morning? I never expected that we would have this race on the hottest day of the summer. What <laughs> <laughs> a crazy day. Yeah. But it's been really great. You're doing great. So I'll check in with you later. We'll see if you're still out of six, but we'll figure that out then. Yeah. I'm Dave McMillan. And I'm Cameron Twa. And this is the Happy Feet Podcast. Well, if you've been listening the last couple of weeks, you've been listening to the lead up to the 6-12-24 hour race. Well, it's, we're officially two weeks from the start of it and we had a bit of a break, but we'll figure we're going to use this as a bit of a recap, talk about the day. Just me and Cam today, but we'll be touching on a few of the stories that went on during that day and just give a quick little recap. So I guess to start off, well... How are you feeling the day after? <laughs> the day after? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's done. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but, but not because I had any kind of negative feeling about it. It was awesome. And yeah. uh, I'm glad we have a chance to do this and, and sort of break down what, what happened. Some of the stories we heard uh, from there. There was a lot of people <clears throat> who did a lot of awesome stuff. And we don't know all the stories. of. No, no. Like, <laughs> so... Yeah, I imagine throughout the year we'll we'll be hearing them from yeah. people, but yeah, I, I don't think anyone expected it to be like that or turn out like a, well, I knew it was going to turn out well, but I didn't really know what to expect. Yeah. So I don't know, it's a couple different ways, like the amount of people that showed up, the amount of support people that showed up and like just, yeah, it didn't really picture exactly how it was going to go, but I think overall it was a pretty cool event. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> the history of the event uh, was that last year I wanted to do this and I had a, a concept of something I wanted to do. And I thought nobody in Yellowknife wants to run for 12 or 24 hours or, or six hours. And I was like, nobody's going to sign up for this. <laughs> and so, and if, if I wasn't going to do it. And then we did that 12 hour, uh, we did that race series last year of uh, informally, not through multi-sport. But... Um, we did the race series of 30 minutes, no, 20 minutes, 45 minutes, three hours, and 12 hours. And I think there was 18 people who signed up to the 12 hours. And of course, at that point, it's too late to say, hey, let's just have a 24-hour one, too, <laughs> because the summer was pretty much done. But then I knew that some people would be interested in it. And uh, uh, so that's why we decided this year to do it. But that was like 18 people for a 12-hour run, but like to get people on board for a 24-hour run yeah yeah well that that that's something else entirely that was <laughs> it really was but uh, i kind of did an informal poll of people to just sort of see who who might be interested in doing this and uh the most shocking thing was uh there were people who said they were interested in doing it and didn't and didn't sign up and that's cool there's nothing wrong with that but it was all the names of people i didn't know who started <laughs> signing up i had no idea who these people are and it like I've, it's at really one point surprising. it was like one third of the people were people I knew and everybody else was I didn't know. <laughs> there's there's a lot of people we don't know, but... Yeah, but, as we've been but, reminded. Yeah, but, but that's the thing. You think it's such a small community, but 
and go out running with most of the people throughout the week and see people at races, but it's always surprising when you find out there's more and more people out there. Yeah. It it kind of scares me that we may never uh, run out of people to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Like, is there a crowd of people who want to do two-day races out there that we don't know about? We're like, oh, 24 hours. I don't want that. It's not long enough. <laughs> Just, but, yeah. So, for, like, I guess for the 24 itself, there's, what, 18 people? Yeah, I think there was about 18 people. 18. Yeah. And, like... Well, not surprisingly, the six hour was the most popular. Yeah. But th- there was a lot of people signed up. Uh, we reached over about 70, which was crazy. And yeah. I-, I was kind of surprised, uh, like, we there was the Freebird option where you could run wherever throughout town, and then the track option where you could stick at the track. It was, I don't know. I figure it was about an even split. Some people... Yeah. Half the people stayed at the track and half did the free bird option. But what I found really cool was like toward the end of like the six hour and the 12 hour, I guess even the 24 to an extent, like all those free bird people came into the track. So with about 10, 15 minutes to go before the end of each of those races, suddenly the track just exploded with people out of nowhere. Yeah. It was really cool. And even when the, the, the six hours, yeah, they were a really big group. Um, and when they were all there right at the very start of their race and, and I'd been going for two hours, it was pretty neat to see all of them show up yeah. and be a big clump. And then they start running around. There's a number of them who did legitimately free bird off, mm-hmm. uh, but a lot of people stuck around the track for a little bit. So it was, it was really, really neat to, yeah. to have all of those people at the track and, and none of those times were short. Six hours is a very long time. Uh, in twelve, we know twelve and twenty four hour, but mm-hmm. so all of those people who committed to the six <laughs> hours and up is crazy. Where where do you think everyone came from? Was it like word of mouth or? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, because if if two thirds of the people are people I don't know, I honestly have no idea where they came from. Like most of the advertising was, I guess, on Facebook and. Yeah, that's all I do. Yeah. is Facebook and and emails and. Uh, it's funny, I can do an email for a fun run, which they get about 100 people each time. And every time I put an email out, I might get 5, 10 people sign up. Mm-hmm. On this one, if I was to put out an email, I would get one or two, okay. which is reasonable because it's it's a bigger commitment, right? That's true. <laughs> but, uh, but I don't know where they came from. <laughs> I, I think it probably was word of mouth. That must and, and then uh, uh, there was a component of the event that were the virtual was virtual. And, That's right. And there were quite a few of those people, but um, uh, so a, a number of those virtuals were actually from in Yellowknife. I think there's 25 virtual people. Yeah. But although a bunch were from Yellowknife, there were a bunch from Ontario, and in and there's somebody in Calgary and Cochrane. Um, yeah, there was there's so many people at Valley View. They're not even on this list. <laughs> and but, like even some of the virtual people, they took it pretty serious. There's at least one person that ran 160 plus kilometers. Yeah, yeah. Just so, on on their own. Well, not in, on their own, but uh, in Calgary. Yeah, free of the event. <laughs> yeah, so they did their event uh, a week before um, the official time that the event was on 
and they did 165, I don't have the number in front of me, but it was, a, it was a over 165 kilometers. So in essence, they got the furthest distance in the race. And they also raised over $20,000 for the Arctic Indigenous Wellness Foundation, which was pretty awesome too. We should give them a shout out. We should. That's Joel, Joel Campbell. Yeah. Congrats, Joel. Yeah, good job. <laughs> and hopefully next year, oh, I spilled the beans. Oh. <laughs> but hopefully next year, Joel can come and uh, uh, be a part of it in person. So yeah, they're... So that was the other thing that surprised me uh, was like how people, the general mood and atmosphere, like I was, I was picturing people just to be like afterwards, like, oh, I'm never running again. <laughs> this is, <laughs> this felt awful, but yeah. everyone seems so happy. <laughs> yeah. They, I'm sure there's people I could have kept going. It, well, 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 maybe yeah. not kept going, <laughs> but. And that's true. Yeah, there's no one was like discouraged or put off, and maybe it is just something with like the timed event, where like, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. It's just versus like a, an actual distance race where you're like completely. I don't know. It, it just seemed like it was a completely different mood. It's yeah. To describe. Well, this event was a, a timed race. Is is when you you don't really have a distance you have to travel, so you have no pressure. You don't know how how hard you have to you're not trying to get the best time for a marathon mm -hmm. you're trying to just do whatever and so i i could calculate my own uh concept of like oh i could do 100 kilometers in this time frame and that's me i know what i can do and other people like joel and, and steve griffiths cochran they knew they could do 100 miles so that was their that was their informal goal but in essence it was this race was 24 hours i had to be reminded in the middle of the race I'm in a 24-hour race, not a 100-kilometer <laughs> race, and not to focus so much on the distance. And I think that's probably, that that made me feel a lot better, and then just five kilometers at a time, five kilometers at a time. But it is, it takes away a lot of the pressure of, I'm doing a marathon, and, and really you're doing, a, you're doing algebra. <laughs> you're doing X. You don't know what X is, but <laughs> X equals 24. So, so what is it? Yeah, no, yeah, there's a bunch of people with different goals, and I'm sure there's people there that just, like, it was an event, they there just ran for a bit, took a break, just ran how they felt. Yeah. It's kind of neat. When I did market it with people verbally, face-to-face, -face, I would say, uh, if you want to run for two hours, and you want to go take a five-hour break, and then you want to come back and do two hours, I mean, that's what you can do, that's... That's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It's 24 hours. What did you do in this 24-hour period? Hmm. There's people who walked the whole 24 hours. Um, there's, you know, whatever. Some people, Lorne, ran 50 kilometers, and then he went away, uh, lived life, came back at 4 in the morning or something, and ran another half marathon. <laughs> I don't know how he did that. Yeah, I don't know either after a big break like that. <laughs> but, but he did. It was pretty incredible. So it was really, how do you manage your own time? You could do what you want. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm impressed with, with that. And I think one of the cool benefits that comes out of it too is people had, didn't really have an expectation. They had an idea of what they might be able to do. Hmm. But they didn't have an expectation of, I have to go from point A to point B. They just said, it was just, I wonder how far I can go. And I can bet you that half of the people on the list went 
further than they've ever gone in their life. And, oh, for and sure. that just sort of empowers you to, to say, hey, I could do 50 kilometer races given the right amount of time. <laughs> but, but in essence, I could do so much. Yeah, so, or marathons or... Yeah. yeah there's, I'm sure there's people out there that ran and got close to that 42.2 and, and suddenly with the Overlander coming up, that's maybe a goal. Yeah. Hint, hint. <laughs> Overlander's coming up. <laughs> Five we'll, weeks away. We'll see because we have a... It's a pretty consistent amount of people who sign up for the marathon. So I'm curious <laughs> if there will be more people sign up for the marathon than normal. I... I don't know. I, I'm really not too sure because most years with the marathon, it's about half half people from outside the territory that fill it, fill up the numbers. Oh yeah. And like on a good year, a good year we might get up to twenty people. So we're looking at maybe eight or ten local people. Yeah. You know, we, we might get over that. We'll see. we'll see what happens. We got all the stats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come up with the stats for this one. Yeah. That'll be another show. How, <laughs> how did you feel starting out? Uh, Th- there's no, str- no, absolutely no stress starting out or anything. I didn't really have any stress. <laughs> there was, there was one little stressful <laughs> moment stressed. that we know. Yeah, I know you were stressed. We had a little hiccup at the start, but it, it really wasn't a big deal. None of it was a big deal. Personally, I, I had two roles. I was organizing, <laughs> which I shut that off on Friday. Thank, thank you <laughs> for that. Because the... As an organizer, there's an awful lot of stuff to do. I knew that. And then I had my Cam the Racer hat to wear on, to put on. And so Friday, I felt great. I actually was like, oh, I'm just the racer now. And I and really, people left me alone. I assume they started bothering you. Bothering in a good way, not, oh, not too much. <laughs> but, but I did it. It was really nice. So I showed up. I had a good sleep. I showed up. I was... I was happy and ready to go, chatting with all of the people because we showed up in our respective groups. I was with all the 24-hour people. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, not knowing how we were going to do 24 hours, <laughs> <laughs> thinking that's an awful long time from now, but it uh, it was good. So not too nervous at all? Like... I wasn't nervous at all. Not cool. one bit. Because there was no, I had a goal that would be nice to achieve. Mm-hmm. Thank God I did. <laughs> but... Uh, I had a goal that I knew I, I could probably do. And there was no, I didn't have to do 120. I had to do 24 hours. And I had a great support crew. And there You had a of, fun support crew. Yeah. My, <laughs> they were having like a party. It was almost like a tailgate party. It was almost, there was burgers and hot dogs, which I wasn't allowed to have. <laughs> and every time I came to try hang out with my crew, they kicked me out and told me to get running again <laughs> after five minutes. But that was their job. So, but yeah, it, it was great. Yeah. So I had great support crew. I had prepared. Uh, it was good. I, and everybody who was there, I don't see anybody who was, nobody said, oh man, I don't know what I'm, why am I here? <laughs> no, everybody just was there. Yeah. And I think that's the mentality, at least for 24 hours and 12 hours mm-hmm. that you have to have is that I'm here, I'm, I'm doing this. Yeah. And I'm not even thinking of time. And just for, I guess, anyone listening that wasn't there at the event, so just to give you a picture, there was, uh, took part at the William McDonald uh, track. Yeah, it was just an ordinary soccer field track. But in the middle, there had to be like, what, eight, nine, ten tents set up. Just yeah. people with, people basically camped out for the uh, full length of their event. 
there's uh some people with barbecues uh <laughs> yeah. there's a ton of food and uh it was, it was really cool kids running around playing so yeah uh, it was like a whole fest festival <laughs> yeah i think next year we should get a dj yeah <laughs> well a, a, an actual bands. one <laughs> we we did have the speaker yeah, we had a great dj with the speaker <laughs> but uh when it came to uh i mean like get get the old soundboard mixer going and yeah. <laughs> anyways it was fun it was like a yeah. festival for sure no i that that part i didn't expect like i i, I didn't really picture how that would happen well you can't organize that no you just... can only just create the the opportunity mm-hmm. for it to turn into what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. We rented the field. We rented the track. Uh, in particular, we rented the field and said to everybody, you can bring tents. You just can't set a fire. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that was, those were the rules. <sighs> oh, and don't mess around with the school's equipment. Yeah. But other than that, that those were the rules. Yeah. And it was really neat. <sighs> you said about food. Uh, it like... It must have been like 5.30 or 6 in the morning. Lori's tent was making uh, bacon and eggs. Oh, oh man. man. Every time I ran past that tent and he's offering if we wanted to come for bacon and eggs. <laughs> it's like the little devil on your shoulder of ultra racing to get you to stop. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was really great. But I didn't get any. Did you? Okay. So during the race, at any point, did you have a pickle? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> but lots of people were eating pickles. Oh. Gross. So, what sort of things did you like fuel with? Uh, the fueling side was uh, I had some sandwiches. I was eating fruit bites, some mashed potatoes, cheese, insure beverage. It was insured protein drinks. I actually had quite a few of those. Mm. Chips, like potato chips. I had a goal of three hundred calories an hour. Oh, okay. And uh. That was the minimum, and my crew was making sure that I did that. <laughs> so no, that's definitely key. Like if you're going twenty four hours, you need you need to get calories in you and at the right time. Yeah. I saw one person going with a Shack Burger. Oh yeah. At, at one point, it was I late did, late at night. I did not have that. Oh, who was that? I think Steve had it. Okay, I was thinking. <laughs> I think he even said that he wanted to mm-hmm. do that too. Yeah, I did what he suggested with the uh, ramen noodles. Disgusting. <laughs> But I got noodles in a cup. Did you have them hot, though, or did you have them cold? Well, they were hot originally, and then they cooled down because I didn't want to be running with boiling water. (laughs) That's probably a good thing. But I got one, and it had, like, lima beans and crap in it. And I was like, no, this is no good. This was no good. I said, this is gross. And then they made me drink the broth, which is really (laughs) what I needed. I want to jump back to the the start. So uh, we, yeah, there was a little bit of hiccup. We we had originally planned to, like, have this all timed. Uh, uh, someone forgot to check the batteries in, <laughs> in the timing chips, and apparently they are mostly dead. So yeah, we knew. Yeah, so that was probably like the most panicked I've ever been for about uh, a solid forty-five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> but, but it was it was it, it worked out though. It didn't just work out. It was probably one of the best things that could have happened. Yeah, uh, and thankfully. <laughs> and I really appreciate everybody who was in the Everyone's race. Everyone's so cool about it. Like, yeah. They're, even people whose watches were not that great, yeah. uh, they found ways of doing it. I'm sure there might have been some people grumbling, but I didn't see it. <laughs> no. no and at least, so I only saw the 24-hour people, yeah. and I never experienced the 12s or the 6s. 
But a six-hour person could have used their phone the whole time. That that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a really nice thing that came out of it. Yeah. And so we, I and even logistically, if if we did have our timing chips working, uh, that it, it would have eaten up quite a bit of volunteer time to like have someone monitor that the entire time to make sure there's yeah. no glitches and uh, just to ensure the results are being done accurately. Yeah. But without us, we just kind of went on the honor system. Everyone had to use either their watch or their phone, Strava or whatever app they use. Yeah. It turned out pretty cool. Which also it was a little bit of a benefit because anywhere I walked oh. on the track, I got a little bit of extra distance for that. You might that. have to put an asterisk next to your time. <laughs> yeah. Cheater. <laughs> it wasn't. But, but it was interesting because in the first hour... We, um, some people said to me, oh, this is sort of turned into a free bird for everybody then. And I'm like, I guess it kind of did. Yeah, I, kind of. It kind of did. But, but we made a decision on the fly, uh, that because the intent people had intended to sign up for the track or mm. intended to be a free bird, that that would be the category that they would be yeah. competing in. And there, there is like the course itself, it would be completely different like anyone strictly on the track that's uh that's a, a flat and consistent course yeah, people go on free birds you don't know what sort of elevation they might get or whatnot yeah in essence i think free bird could have been a lot harder yeah because uh i think rose was running around uh frame lake <laughs> one time around frame lake is enough for me <laughs> oh jeez. Uh, and she did that for the 12 hours mm -hmm. so i'm not sure how many times she did it on this one but it was, uh, it, it actually, in some ways, is easier to be on the track. Just to put it in perspective, though, this was the hottest day of the summer to that point. How did you too. plan that? I, I, <laughs> did you, I did not plan did that. Did you consult with a farmer's al almanac? Or? Boy, oh boy. It was the worst. It was so hot. That was brutal. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how I handled it. I know I drank about a liter and a half of water every hour for yeah. quite a while. Which is insane. That's so much mm -hmm. water, but but uh, it it actually was pretty scary for people who were leading up to it. Um, I kind of put it out of my mind, just thinking that well, it'll be what it'll be. I'd be curious what it how I would have done if it was twenty degrees. Twenty nine degrees is really hot, and there was no clouds. No. So no, there's no shade on that track whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. So it made it it made it quite challenging, but. When we originally started planning this thing, we were thinking that the problem would be rain yeah. and, this, well, and, and bugs. What do you think would have been worse, rain or the 29 degrees that we had? Uh, well, rain, it, it's hard to say. There would have to be a lot more clothing changes and mm -hmm. a lot more uh, care, which I didn't realize just how much care would have to be taken towards staying warm. Mm -hmm. um, because even in 29 degrees, when the sun went down... Uh, that's when I had a bit of an issue with be, like freezing up, getting too cold, and I wouldn't say it's hypothermia, but like symptoms of heat exhaustion, sort of stuff, and it nearly took me out. So I don't know what it would be like if you were running in the rain all day, and then then all that's of a sudden. That's true. So you might have to have some rain gear, run in rain gear, but yeah. even that isn't so great because you would sweat in your rain gear and you'd <laughs> still be wet, right? So. That's true. It's it's hard to it's hard to say. I think 
Every race is its own race, right? Yeah. And if it was 20 degrees, it would have been perfect Mm -hmm. with some clouds. But would it have been perfect? Because then we would have had bugs. That's true. And we got really lucky with the bugs. Like, I didn't notice them all day. The morning I came back, they were bad. Yeah, they were terrible. (laughs) But... But it was literally the last three hours, and that's when the wind went down. So there was a lot of wind. Oh, okay. Well, you were you saw there the tents at one point tents were blowing over. <laughs> yeah, the wind we, was so we strong. Had one, we had to run to try to rescue before it took out a few runners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's that was probably a blessing. <laughs> so because that would have sucked. Hot and black flies, or deer flies, or something like that. Oof. I and. And, uh, still, you're on. Jump back to the start. I I don't know if you noticed it too much, but like, uh, I I really noticed it just seeing the start of the, the twenty four, and then the start of the twelve, and then the start of the six. But like, the so the start of the twenty four, it was really anticlimactic. Oh, <laughs> so like I'm used to seeing like. We mo- didn't have mo- the music on. Well, yeah, I guess there was that too, but like. Most races, it's like, on your mark, it's like, go, and then people just take off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> this was not the case. <laughs> Everyone in that 24-hour race knew exactly to keep it nice and slow. Which was really good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay, like, go. I'm doing nine and a half minutes a kilometer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then when the 12-hour came, it was only slightly faster, but yeah. you could notice that it was faster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I didn't notice that. but No, I... but then the six people came, and... When it was on your mark, get set, go. <laughs> yeah. There were some people that took off. <laughs> I felt like you waited to start those people. And I know you didn't, but I was rounding. I was about a, a quarter of the way on the track. And I was like, I felt a disturbance in the course. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, all these people are like whipping past me. <laughs> and I knew in that disturbance in the force. Oh, that's, that's all the six hour people. <laughs> and I was like, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. I was wondering, like, would that have thrown you off? Like you're doing your pace and suddenly there's people... No, I think it's actually, if I had started when they were already running, that would have thrown me off. Oh, okay. But, but I can get into a pace and I can be okay. And I think it's a pretty common thing in running. You, like if you go to a big event or whatever, mm-hmm. you, you start out, whatever pace you start out at is generally where you stay. Generally. So, so true. So for me, I had started out quite slow and I was content and I was all Six hour people were there. That was starting hour three. So I was pretty into my, into my mode and the 12 hour people, there was, uh, I don't know, like eight, something like that. So they they weren't group. Yeah. They weren't dominating the course that was making me Mm -hmm. get too worried about it. So it's sort of like I was already doing our normal runs where I'm at the back and people would just sort of circle around and then run forward and I'm not feeling pressured to, to go ahead. Okay. But it's, it is interesting that everybody was following the proper way of doing it and not just like bolting. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I didn't notice that. Okay. I was just curious. Cause... And when you say it's anticlimactic to start, yeah, uh, yeah, it kind of was because really there's 24 hours to go here. <laughs> um, it's exciting. Hey, we're, we're doing this, but you know, Oh yeah. That's five minutes ago. Now <laughs> 24, three hours and 55 minutes to go. Mm-hmm. How, so once, yeah, so I really noticed, like, the atmosphere, like, it kind of, like, the six-hour crew, there was a lot of them. Like, once they went away, things really 
seemed to die down. Did, yeah. that, did you find like that affected the energy of the place? or? Well, I did not need high energy. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll get to that. But, but I think one of the things when it came to what we were doing, uh, some people will say, Why, how could you ever run on a track for 24 hours? That's crazy, right? But I did that 12-hour one. And I was just sort of randomly running in places within a three-kilometer loop of of uh, the ledge. But I had to pick that my path. The one you did last year, the, yeah, that twelve-hour run. And I just I had to pick, and I had to think about: well, is this one harder? Is there more hills on this one? Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. When you take the equation of the route out, uh, you don't think about it. I didn't think about it at all. So I was just running straight, and I have to turn every once in a while around the track. But it's basically just straight. And relatively flat. So I kind of put that out of my head. So now, now there's all this energy of all of these people there. It's exciting. It's nice. It's interesting for me to see what's happening around the field. But it mm-hmm. didn't affect me going around the track because I already dialed in what I needed to do. And I'm pretty consistent. Right. And then they left. And then it's, it's fine because I'm still in my consistent mode. I'm still doing my thing. And there's just other things happening that I'm looking at. I, I find... When I'm on the track, uh, even if I'm there alone and some people come and play soccer, uh, I find I watch that. That's just enough of it's a like distraction. <laughs> yeah, it's like watching TV. It's not <laughs> as exciting as Netflix, but, yeah. you know, it'll do. Yeah. Um, one time I had a five-hour run out there and there were some people having a picnic. They already <laughs> having a picnic with their kids. And it, it's just something that's happening in, in your They're probably round wondering bed. who's a strange guy running around. <laughs> yeah. They're watching us. <laughs> Yeah, he's been running for an hour. Why did you just change and go the other way? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> None of it makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, the the atmosphere changes. It went up and down, and I had I knew to expect it. What? Uh, forget about the start of the race when that was like that, but the end of the race after the twelve hour people go away, then and then there's really only five of us <laughs> on the track for another twelve hours. That yes, it really died down, right? But it changed. It just changed into a different sort of atmosphere. It changed into... Uh, it's like the after party. <laughs> uh, sort of, yeah. But you kind of get close with the people who are on the track too, right? Um, like I feel like I know a lot of them way better, even mm-hmm. though I didn't really talk the whole time to them. Mm-hmm. I had a few chats here and there. But we were all going through this really tough experience together. So it just, it just was a thing. It just died down and we were all out there plugging away at this thing and we had our crews we had it, it was fun cool so. what uh what point do you think was the hardest like did it just gradually get harder right up until the end uh, or is there like a midpoint and you just broke through that wall and just were able to keep going or well it was always hard okay but i think the hardest part was the sun and and it wasn't so i i think we were we were past hour 12 and the sun was still around <laughs> oh. because the sun didn't go away until like 10 or 11 o'clock mm-hmm. and and it was there it's just in the sky and you think that it's just going to go down on the horizon and it's close to the horizon but it's not going down it's going right it's, it just keeps going right and it's just like will you ever go away son <laughs> that's the only thing i found frustrating that was the hardest part. The running was always going to be hard. Maybe the hardest part was when around 60K where 
I just couldn't run anymore and I just said I can walk five kilometers an hour and I'm just gonna do that but and there's nothing wrong with that it's just it just yeah. was I got to 50 60k and it's like oh I'm gonna change the way I do this race and uh, everybody else there did it too and that's the thing I like in hindsight it kind of makes sense like to run for 24 hours that's there's not too many people that can do that no <laughs> but like yeah, for a good chunk of that, uh, yeah, people are mixing up running, walking, braking, almost in equal parts, and like you can break up quite a few kilometers doing that. Yeah, yeah, and take a break. Yeah, <laughs> but we were we were thinking that uh, Steve's crew—they're all cyborgs. But <laughs> but at the end of the day, the, this was just total evidence that we're all the same. We run faster than each other. Some people run faster, mm-hmm. um, and and further. But at the end of the day, we were all going through exactly the same, exactly the same thing. Yeah, everyone ran. So, yeah, everybody got time. tired. Everybody <laughs> was walking. Everybody, uh, well, I, mean, I don't know what happened to Lori when he, at the very end, when he did like six laps, like sprinting. I think his, ta- uh, his watch must have been slightly ahead. <laughs> I, he was trying to get to his goal. Oh, that, but okay. I was super impressed to do one lap of a sprint yeah. but to do like six laps of a sprint <laughs> and then on top of that now that guy's a cyborg <laughs> yeah to be doing that in crocs <laughs> of which we discovered later he had ran 65 kilometers in crocs i wonder if that's a world record <laughs> i don't know that's, I, i'm gonna say it's probably not but it's still super impressive <laughs> yeah and that be, like because he got a blister oh. so yeah what what do that would have been a, a real big can you imagine what would have happened there at 55 kilometers? Well, he, he did 120, I think. So 55 kilometers to get a blister so bad. Oh, man. And you have this goal you're trying to get to. And then you're like, well, I'm just going to do it in Crocs. <laughs> and there was no complaining. We never saw anything negative. We just, nope. He just was out there doing his thing. Yeah. I don't even think I noticed that he was in Crocs for the longest time. <laughs> it was later on when I picked up on like... Probably in the uh, toward the end of the night. Yeah. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> so, uh, we're, we're talking about uh, after the race. There was a few people that were talking about next year's already, <laughs> next yeah. year's event. And uh, is it going to happen? <laughs> yeah. Are you up for it? Oh, 100%. We were about an hour after the event, an hour after <laughs> just getting home. And we're like, that has to happen again next year. There's not even about if it'll happen. It has to happen. No, we're going to tweak it because <laughs> we learned a lot considering that we did not know what to expect. Oh, there's definitely some good lessons learned. Yeah. And, and... Biggest lesson learned, two porta potties. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was, a, that was a, a danger. <laughs> but, but no, it, it, was, it was such a positive experience. Thankfully, nobody got hurt. Yeah. That was probably yeah. the biggest worry that we should have had. Yeah. Um, should have had. <laughs> Maybe we didn't. We we were very clear. Well, you you were very clear that uh, it, it is fully self-supported. Yeah. And I, I, for the most part, not just for the most part, I think everyone that did take part, they sort of stayed within their limits. No one tried to exceed or push anything beyond uh, like safe running <laughs> distance yeah. or whatever, but... Uh, I'm sure there's lots of blisters and uh, chafing and 
missing toenails. Po- possibly missing toenails. But <laughs> luckily, no one got uh, heat stroke or anything like that. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. The, uh, and the, the idea of you bringing the bags of ice, that was so good. That, that was 100% uh, Ken Eng, <laughs> his, uh, his idea. I had the idea of ice, but... Uh, with the bags. He so recommended the initially bags. Initially, I didn't use the bag. I just stuck ice in my hat. Oh. And it was a little too close to, to my skin. <laughs> okay. But when the bags came, it was great because then the water accumulated. Oh, okay. And then it sort of spread out evenly. And then when it all melted, then you could like poke a hole in the bag. And then it was just sort of more air conditioning. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, it was great. There's people like jamming them under their armpits and yeah. in their back, wherever they could get them just to cool down. <laughs> yeah. But it, so there was a lot of little lessons like that that were learned. But we knew right away, we're going to do this again, for sure. And it's not just the people who competed who are saying, hey, I would do it again, or I want to do it again, because they learned new lessons. They learned mm-hmm. lessons. Um, people on, who are on the cruise are saying, hey, now I know what it is. I think I might actually like to do that again or yeah. do that. It was, it was fun. Yeah. And it, it's strangely fun, isn't it? <laughs> It, it really was. Although, in the moment, I think the moment I got home, I was, uh, I was going through my head and maybe even said it out loud was, never doing that again. Yeah, you but, said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> that lasted for about an hour. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of, it, there's a lot of stress involved. Did you get recorded at one point saying you're... I'm not doing the run again. Okay. Uh, I have to change quite a bit of who I am, I feel, to... To give that a good push to do 24 hours again. I mean, I could do it again, but I achieved what I wanted to achieve. And I'm like three years ahead of schedule. Oh. Because that was supposed to be done in 2023. But the pandemic actually gave me the power to train for a 100K run. Cool. So so I did it. uh, And I don't... If, if I was going to do it again, which I'm not, and I'm not even like trying to psych myself, trick mm-hmm. myself into it, uh, I would do like the six or the 12 again and try to do it stronger. I really like the, I really like um, 50 to 60 kilometer distance. That seems to be where I can do it now. You really are Cam Ultra Trois. Yeah. But... I think that there's there's a lot of people who've seen what it is now and, and would like to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And just so surprising, even with the virtual category, how many people uh, committed to doing it on their own? That's, uh, yeah, that's just sheer will. Like, mm-hmm. to do it the day of the event, you got people there supporting and everything, but to do it, you could just go do it on your own for 6 or 12, 24 yeah. hours, that's, that takes some pure will. Like me being a person who's done it already, I couldn't imagine just picking a random weekday or weekend to go yeah, and do it. No. Yet, yet one group of them did mm-hmm. the six hours and they did 40K on like a Tuesday night, Yeah, which is awesome. It's so great. I, so. I need to know, like, what is up with Yellowknife and signing up at the last minute? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Who signs up for a 24-hour race the day before? And oh, if, if you did that and you're listening... Yeah. Um, Lorne. I'm totally judging. Moses. <laughs> well, this happens with, like, all our events, too. Yeah. I don't know if it's just a Yellowknife thing or if this happens elsewhere, but it... Yeah, if we'll be, like, tracking the numbers and we think, oh, this event's going to turn out horrible. There's only 10 people signed up. And, like, with hours to go before registration closes, there's 
been like at least a handful of events where the numbers just triple within the last hour or two. Oh yeah. Yeah. And nothing negative. Like Lauren, no, no. Lauren was talking about doing it for a while. He just, just signed up late. Yeah. And um, it, yeah, I, I know people's uh, plans change last minute on weekends. Yeah. So you got to kind of wait and see what happens. But And same with, uh, same with Moses. I, I'm sure he had a plan too. I know we're not trying to pick on anybody. Or, Although names were mentioned. <laughs> but it, were it, it's, it's really fun to see how that particular category, last minute signer uppers, was yeah. really interesting. But like even two or three days before, there had to be 20 people signed up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of people, because um, we made a rule that you could change your category up until like midnight or whatever time on Friday. So... It, then after that, you were stuck in whichever category you were in. Mm-hmm. And there was quite a few changes, which were, there's nothing wrong with those. It, one change was to 24 hours. Was it? Or no. Yeah, it was one, one person changed. Up. Yeah, they went up a category. <laughs> so I can't remember who that was. but Good on them. Yeah. So it wasn't always down. And nothing wrong with going down either. No. Right? no. It, uh, it, yeah, no one knew what the weather was going to be until the two or three days yeah. beforehand. So I, I know if yeah. I was looking at that 29 degrees, I... You going down the category, yeah. and it's what was really interesting was when the six hour people showed up. It was hot, um, and it was hot all the way to when the six hour people were done, all the way through the twelve hour people, and when the twelve hour people were done, uh, the twenty four hour people still had <laughs> had to do a twelve hour race again in what felt like it would never go away that heat. <laughs> so. I joked about it that um, when I went to Maui to do my marathon, I would, we started at three in the morning and it was dark and it was nice and cool breeze uh, until I got to 32 kilometers and then it was 28 degrees and wow. no clouds in the sky. And so the joke was like, we, I basically ran the Maui for 20 hours, <laughs> whatever <laughs> ridiculous time it was, but that everybody was doing that. So yeah yeah curious to see where this goes <laughs> yeah well it shows that there's there's a market for it mm-hmm. and i'm not talking about making money just about a market of interest. interest in it i think one thing i found pretty interesting too and i'm not really sure why why it's like this but the people who are on the track tended to go a lot farther than the people who were in Freebird mode too. So I'm, I'm, I, I would be really curious to see why, why that was. Like in, I see in the 24 hour, that was the case. Uh, in this, the 12 hours, it was, well, there's one person who went, went quite a bit further, but it just was an interesting observation that, that uh, I had. So I'd be curious to find out to see how it goes next year, to mm-hmm. see if it was an anomaly or whatever. Okay. But lots of little things. Yeah. See how they go. No, it was a great event. Everyone enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, one of the interesting points I found was, like, how many different approaches or different goals there were. Like, yeah. there, there, there's different strategies. Some people were, like... Uh, they would have like four or five kilometers. They take a break. Other people were like an hour on, hour 
uh, maybe there wasn't anyone hour on, hour off, but there was people doing like a certain time limit and then they take 30 minutes and then refresh yeah. and go ahead. And there, there was other people that just had like certain distance goals. Like once they reached that goal, that was... They were done. Yeah. Yeah. Which was really cool to see. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I guess I sort of did that too. Well, I hit 100K <laughs> and I'm like, that's it. DNF. <laughs> I'm stopping at 23 and a half hours. But... And see other people coming in and like running with people like throughout the day there's people stopping by and just yeah the pacers yeah just they, they'd run a few laps with the whoever they're they're supporting and yeah that was really cool yeah and, it, and it, what was nice was that we had interviewed a number of people beforehand and they were telling us their goals yeah and they were achieving them Th they, they did yeah like i was really uh happy to be a part of um uh, Steve's goal of a hundred miles and, and Sandra had a goal of 60 kilometers, which she got. Yeah. She did yeah. get that. She was, uh, she had to run a little bit extra after, after her time limit, but she, yeah. that was her goal. That was to get the 60 and she did it. And to me, it, it, she did it. Yeah. It was totally, yeah, though. Yeah. Even the, it was uh, great. I was a part of her last lap. I got to do that with her. She was pretty excited. Yeah. Our email address, if you do have stories and want to share them with us, or if you want to approach us for an interview, I guess, uh, there, uh, there's a long list, but yeah, send anything you want, uh, happyfeetpodcast at gmail.com, or you can probably figure out how to reach us <laughs> other ways. Yeah, you got uh, two thumbs up from us. <laughs> yeah. Four thumbs up. There's All right. Yeah. <laughs> A double thumbs up from each yeah. of us. Yeah, I'm not sitting over here with my thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> what was, uh, well, one thing that it was kind of interesting too, I made those, I got those trophies made and I know that they were only for first place and there was no second or third place, mm -hmm. but I never ever felt that this was about getting trophies. And I only felt that those trophies would be sort of like, uh, just an extra incentive for people who really like push beyond some crazy limit and, and just to just to create this infinite goal of how far are people going to go. Um, I think next year I'll have some other concepts of, with medals. that will be a little bit different. Okay. Um, but really these, this race was just about your, your own race. It was never about winning a, a trophy. It was just about what can you do? Yeah. So, yeah. but I, I was pretty pleased with, uh, how far some of those people went <laughs> to get to get first place in their categories oh, like for sure will chung doing 86 kilometers yeah. in 12 hours and, and he was doing the free bird and simon he did 42 kilometers in six hours and in, in all of that heat he was just oh, ripping up the track <laughs> brutal conditions <laughs> yeah and who else was there brie was awesome with her 80 her 80 kilometers yeah she was determined to get that <laughs> yeah and Jessica, um, with her 65 kilometers, that was pretty amazing too. Yeah. And she, she did, she did the free bird. So she, yeah. she did a nice she mix of the track. Like, yeah. She popped in later in the night. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, it was nice running with her throughout the day. She was there walking on the track and running on the track during the day. And then she went and did her own thing. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, it was, it was really great. The one thing that we really want to do is thank all of the volunteers who ha had a part in making this event a success. We could not have done it without those volunteers. Th there's, there's a lot of hard work from a lot of people that went into this, inc including yourself, Cam. You, uh, you did quite a bit organizing it, but 
there, there's definitely a lot of people that uh, provide support volunteering and supporting crews and uh, they they really did do a great job coming out at all hours of the day all hours literally of the night. all yeah. hours of the day <laughs> literally yeah 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 I know that when I was out there and I never had to think of anything I I didn't know that there was going to be ice. I didn't know that there was going to be watermelon or whatever. Those are all things that volunteers came up with, volunteers set up, and it was great. They, they couldn't have done a better job. Yeah. So big thanks to everyone out there if you're listening and you volunteers. Great job, Anu. Yeah. We'll give you two thumbs up each. Yeah, two thumbs up each. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, just great big thanks. All right. Till next week. <laughs>